Welcome to Get Offset. My name is Emily. And I'm Joan of Heart. And uh, so there have been a couple of big gear things in the past few weeks. I finally got the Goldfoil Jazzmaster. There's a demo of that up right now. But first, I think we should talk about something I sadly had to send back after I finished filming. The Strymon Cloudburst Ambient Reverb. So that kind of uh, took a lot of the internet. I think kind of by, it was leaked a few days early, but largely I think people were kind of surprised by yeah. it. Um, yeah. I, I was really surprised by it. And uh, one of the things I was surprised by is, why did it take you guys so long <laughs> to do this? Everyone's asked for like, what, a decade of just a cloud algorithm pedal? <laughs> My guess is they were still selling plenty of big skies to people yeah, who just exactly. wanted that algorithm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yep. I I wonder if they saw people like uh brands like eight uh Eventide and their dot nine series. Like the black hole. Yeah. yeah, literally exactly yep. that. Take the most popular algorithms from the H nine, which you famously could not use two effects at once, um, and give them their own standalone pedals with more intuitive controls. Yeah, I think it's a smart move. And to be honest, even that they improved upon it in some ways with the uh, Cloudburst, uh, doing a few things that for me, uh, when I had my Mel 9, I would pretty much use that in front of the Big Sky in order to get those kind of like orchestral strings or violin sounds. And the fact that they put that in this pedal as an added kind of algorithm that's apart from the Big Sky, it A, makes it accessible, and B, well... That's something Big Sky doesn't have. That's that's true. When people saw the ensemble feature, I saw some comments thinking that it would be like the choral, which which you've talked about that's, a little bit. That's what I, I kind of I kind of wished that they had the choral in there because that's one of my favorite you know presets in the Big Sky. But I understand. Let's you know it's fine. I mean, start somewhere. <laughs> yeah, and I my guess is if this sells as well as I suspect it will, they will continue to release those algorithms but it is in it i i was shocked at how how small it was i thought it would be you know because the dot nine pedals this has a few benefits over the eventide dot nine um depending on like what you describe as a benefit uh the obvious benefit between them is there it's smaller it's um about the same width as a chase bliss pedal in a little shorter yeah it's it's smaller than I thought it was going to be, and I saw pictures of an advance. For some reason, I still thought it'd be close in size to like the Iridium or the Flint, and it is, in fact, significantly smaller. No, um, yeah, like that's you're telling me that, and of course, like I have, you know, whoever's watching, like this is typically the size of like an El Capistan or like mm-hmm. some of those smaller form factor pedals they have, but to that smaller, oh, that's great. Yeah, it really is. Um, what? Oh, yeah. And there aren't any secondary controls. The Eventide series, they all have those secondary controls. And I think that they need them. Hmm. But the Eventide dot nine, I mean, you can do presets with the, the Cloudburst, too. But um, the, the you don't need a secondary switch or anything like that uh, with the dot nine series to access those presets. Both are fully MIDI com- uh, c- capable and both uh, series are, are stereo. The the cloudburst stereo was interesting to mm. me. I like when it was more dry. I didn't like it in stereo as much. Um, yeah. But when you add more of that wet signal, that mix that fifty uh, percent happens around two or three o'clock on that pedal. It sounded a lot 
better. It's just that the dry really is all on one side. I actually got a comment from a guy who just was like, the dry is all on one side. I'm like, yeah, I, I mean, I said that in the yeah. video, but <laughs> thanks. Thanks yeah. for pointing that out. That's historically, I think, even like on my big sky, I definitely noticed that on one side, the signal's a little bit louder than it is mm -hmm. on the other side. Um, but yeah, I mean, that, you know, the more of the mix that you turn up, it balances out. But yeah, that's, yeah. Frankly, I, I kind I didn't, my demo's not in, in mono, my demo's in stereo. Mm -hmm. um, I kind of, I like it a lot in mono and I would probably use it in mono. But what I love about the stereo effect of how they did that um, pedal was like the, the TRS. And that I think is going to start playing really well with some certain Strymon pedals because to get stereo in on the Iridium, it's a TRS mm. stereo in and a dual TS stereo out. So you just need mm. the one cable. You don't even need to buy a weird breakout cable. I have TRS. Yeah, the wise. patch cables everywhere. Oh, God, I can't stand the Y cables. <laughs> like, I, I, you know, I, I'm, it's great with the TRS. It's like a one, obviously, to go in. But, oh, my God, it has been a nightmare since I had the gen loss. I've had to reroute my whole board to continue the stereo, obviously, loop from before that point and then after it and just those YTRS cables have been just the bane of my existence so yes finding mm -hmm. something that's simpler I will enjoy with just a single cable yeah the Y cables are they're a little more expensive yeah. and you don't usually buy a pack of them at once no <laughs> I mean I feel like I should at a point but and yeah, also I, the I patch are not long enough yeah that's all that's also sometimes true um, I have some pretty long ones myself, but I think it's a really good pedal. I think it's going to sell like hotcakes. Uh, I already got some comments from people who, who bought one. That nice, video I had to resist. <laughs> that video was, um, my first, hopefully of many, uh, I was working with vintage King. Hmm. They are another e-retailer and I have a, a former coworker of mine moved over there nice. and, uh, was really excited when he reached out for this one. I haven't had a Strymon launch since the Iridium. So it's been a minute, but I'm really, it. yeah, it's hard to beat the numbers with, with those videos. People get excited. Yeah. And just in, just in general, it's, uh, it's easier to get views on a video when you're part of a launch, even if you're a day mm -hmm. or two late, you, you kind of miss out on, um, on on some of that some of that goodness yeah, yeah. But yeah yeah i got some really good feedback from that and i'm i'm happy i was pretty sad awesome. to have to send the pedal back even though it's not yeah. something i would use a lot yeah uh, i'm not a big yeah, shimmer would... reverb person but it sounded really good um and the ensemble stuff was really really cool that's cool. I mean, I saw in obviously all the videos I was watching to try to convince myself not to. <laughs> I, so far, I've been marked safe, but I know eventually mm -hmm. I maybe I'd get one used, obviously. Um, but I listened to some of the videos that compared both the Big Sky and also the Cloud Burst and some of their similar algorithms. I did like the fact, at least from what I heard from the videos, is that the Cloud Burst sound like it had a more present lower end and a little bit warmer as opposed to the big sky and some of their algorithms taking more of the highs being yeah. present. So I actually did like that in the cloud burst. So I was already like, well, if eventually I get, get one, they're like, Oh, like you'll 
okay, you can replace this, the the big sky. I'm like, no, we'll stack <laughs> them. We will Stacking stack up. them. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> the power of more reverbs. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, I think people were pretty excited about the the ensemble feature. And yes. um, as for the low end, another thing that they did was they made it work better for smaller spaces. The goal was to make it possible for that to be somebody's only reverb pedal. And when I heard that, I was super skeptical. When I yeah. played, I'm like, yeah, you know, you can you can really tame this if you I don't think that too. want that high shimmer all all the time. I, I think it's really versatile. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that Cyber Attack probably had the most interesting in-depth video um, of it. So check out Cyber Attack's demo. I highly recommend it. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. But that wasn't the only demo I, I released in the past two weeks, although I really have only done two. The other one was I, the Goldfoil Jazzmaster. Yes, yeah, so and... we were talking about. <laughs> yeah, I knew people would dig it, and, you know, it's getting some eyes. Someone actually used my affiliate link on Reverb, so if that was you, thank you. That thank was you. very – oh, sorry, Sweetwater affiliate link. That's <laughs> my favorite affiliate link. So I was really, really stoked to see that. But, like, obviously I still have – the guitar um though it will soon be in the hands of some friends so look i'll i'll, I'll be sure to promote that when it happens Thanks. but yeah it's a pretty good guitar but honestly it has the same fret issue mm. flat frets that i've experienced from other fenders recently that's my only real gripe about it at least like the build yeah. quality overall seems really good i like the neck a lot uh the fret ends they're they're not bad at all it's kind of dry in the house you like to keep houses dry in the winter especially in seattle otherwise you get mold problems so um the frets on all my guitars are poking out a little bit more than usual it has some kind of it's you know i think it did a really good job doing what it was trying to do i think the pickups sound good but i'm still thinking about swatch swapping out these uh the neck and bridge mini humbuckers for actual like gold foil actual gold foils yeah Mm -hmm. because i think i remember from the demo that you did was it the bridge that you said that you're kind of having trouble bonding with was it the bridge one middle was it middle middle i i you know i agree with creston lee on this one i think middle pickups are really only good for getting the in-between sounds like a middle on its own i don't think ever sounds really good and you know, I, I know people love their Firebirds and their three mini humbucker guitars, but <laughs> I just don't really see the purpose in having a middle pickup on a, a guitar that has humbuckers already. I use the middle pickup because it bucks the hum from the other positions. And uh, that's that's basically the big reason I do it. But yeah, at least on my uh, St. Vincent little mini humbuckers, you know, I love those. They have a distinct sound that's like Strat-like, but not. Um, but I think that's the only answer, it, it kind of moment of which I like those. Yeah. I, I'm i actually bonding with the pickguard a lot more. Yeah. I, I, I know when I uh, was getting my GNL refinished in gold, Steve Selvage from the Whole Steady told me to get a tort guard, and I... I said no, and I stand by that being a good choice. <laughs> but this this looks nice for some reason. I, I like this a lot more. No, the I think inlays, it plays well. Yeah, the inlays are more like the blocks that the Squires have, so they're not like the actual like period correct. Um, hmm. uh, not dots. They're obviously the squares on uh, like the American Vintage Two Series has the period correct inlays, and this doesn't. But 
it's fine, but now you also know that they can do that. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know that they didn't. But yeah, I actually kind of had fewer complaints about this guitar as far as fit and finish went. Um, there was a little bit of schmutz, kind of looks like dried glue higher up the fretboard. And uh, the fretboard is dry, but ev- like every beef I had was with the fretboard, which is not what you... <laughs> It's not ideal, but at least it's no. fixable. Yeah, exactly. That's the silver no. lining, at least. If that's the only thing, pretty much, that you're encountering, which was a problem, yeah, that's that's fine. It's fixable. Yeah, and it's a, it's a handsome guitar. So uh, thanks, thanks again to Fender for entrusting it with me. <laughs> Thank you, Fender. Thank you, Fender. Uh, lots of great guitars out there under $1,500 these days, but... That still that still feels expensive, frankly. Uh, yeah. For anything. Yeah, that's oh. what I said. At least for the most part, like even when I got my uh, Ampro two, like yeah, that at, even at the time that I got it, like yeah, that was that was a lot. And of course, seeing how the prices are going up for most guitars these days, it's just most like things. Oof. Yeah, most yeah. things in general. The thing about prices is they don't usually go down. Ever. Um, you might see that in like stuff in grocery stores and gas prices can obviously fluctuate for the most part. Hmm. These are these are gonna be the prices of things, guys. Yeah, there's not uh, there's not really yeah. gonna be rolling back once they roll forward. <laughs> I also do want to point out that eggs have been underpriced for a very long time. Like <laughs> so I know like eggs are really expensive right now, even, yeah. but they've also been underpriced for a really long time. Um, that being said, I wouldn't pay $12 for eggs. (laughs) Yeah, I have a, I have a, we have a few friends that ended up moving, I guess, more northern of Florida. And they actually, before all this happened, built their own chicken coops and have chickens, like sometime during like the, you know, the last couple of years. And I was just like, so, uh, how do you feel now of being like ahead of everyone else is having your own egg source? Yeah, that's... That's a good question. I bet they feel fucking great. Just double check yep. the time. Like, oh, let's make sure. Uh, yeah. You know, we just need to be nicer to each other about things. I Life's agree. expensive. <laughs> yes. And yes, it is. <laughs> it's like, it's like shockingly expensive. But um, yeah, let me think. What else? I was gonna say something else about the guitar. Oh yeah, one 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 comment I I saw a few times about that the Goldfoil Jazzmaster is that um, some people wish it had like a blade style switching system instead of the on and off for each pickup, and I really disagree hmm. with that. I don't think I don't think a five way switch is very conducive to offsets. I like that they kept it the way like did that instead of making yeah. it even more of a Frankenstein guitar. <laughs> But uh, I, I get the opinion a five-way switch is definitely easier to use and yeah. makes more sense. We're used, we're used to the blade switching. Um, and I, when I was starting to film my Cloudburst demo, I panicked because I thought the pedal didn't work. Ooh. It turns out I just had all the pickups on that guitar off. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like full panic and then... I looked and I'm like, oh, I did the thing I told people to not do. To not do. I'm like, if you don't have any output, 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure. I did that. I did that today. I was uh, basically recording some stuff for my demo and I had the calamity drive that I put back on the board. But at one point I was like, wow, when I turn on the calamity drive, like the signal just dies. Like what's going on? Is it the cables? Let me unplug them. Let me see what's going on. I'm going to connect it to another power source. And then like I look around, and I go, the volume knob is all the way down. I'm an idiot. <laughs> yeah, that's. It's like sometimes you're like, it's this broken. Simple is the right. Yeah. And the cables are plugged in the wrong direction. Yes, we've I've all done, done it. Too. Yes. Like, like I've played guitars and pedals and derp, derp. for how long? And every once in a while, yes. I forget that it's, you read it like it's like the Torah. Yep. You start from right to left. Does it make sense? Not to me, but I guess it like they did it for a reason. I'd love to know that reason. Let us know the reason in the comments if there is one. If there isn't <laughs> one, let us know in the comments. Chime in. <laughs> chime in. Please do. Yeah, it's uh it's been a busy, busy couple weeks in, in terms of demos, and uh it's not slowing down anytime soon, so I'm glad enough for that. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. Um, what about you? What's new with you, dude? I've just pretty much been working again, basically on the sound examples of the marshmallow pedal that I've been doing. Um, from there, I'm just going to record the um, voice of the character next after I'm done with that. And uh, apart from that, you know, I've had some experiences with some pedals that I am happy to have. Like, obviously, I mentioned the Black Math. I actually sent that one back, and I got a different color. So I'm really happy about getting one that's more purple in color. Oh, nice. They had oh. different, yes. Yeah, so I was asking, yeah. I was like, you know, I was asking Alec, I was like, is that more like a prince color? Or is that like, you know, kind of like a bluish purple? And he's like, oh, no, it's like a chameleon. I'll show you. And he was nice enough to take some, like, footage of it and yeah it, it shifts and I was like yes that's one I, I will get that one for sure so I'm excited to it's probably going to be arriving tomorrow I really 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 did enjoy the time I had um with that um Good. fuzz pedal and I'm really I'm really really picky about yeah. fuzzes like I don't stress enough that I am I'm usually like a rat distortion I think the calamity is like the first drive that I have ever had an overdrive that I have literally liked right off the bat um and dan did just great work with that i was finally able to get one i don't think we met we did talk about us so yeah that was the new thing i finally got yeah. dan's calamity drive you know nice. and we talked to him and i was like it's on my list i promise so like you know um last month i was like okay the time is here i am fulfilling my promise because <laughs> they made another batch so yeah as soon Good. as i yeah as soon as i plugged it in from the first note from the first chord and i was like yes like this is so good and yeah, yeah overdrives too were like a picky thing for me um so oh that... i think that's where it's easiest to be picket picky yeah. is the drive section like so there, fuzzes have such a wide range not that other mm -hmm. effects don't no, of course but it like and then a drive if it's not just right if it doesn't work just right with your amp and your setup it's going to throw the whole thing out of balance no exactly and the fact that it has a bleed it has the drive signal and then it has like a more bleed so more of your drive signal comes out on the switches um really great and of course goose uh is kind of like the boost to kind of drive it like a dirty amp uh for mm -hmm. breakup 
really sounds great. And of course, you know, in Untitled Goose Game, you know I had to, <laughs> you know, I was like, yeah, I'm going to goose it. <laughs> yeah. If y'all haven't played Untitled Goose Game, <laughs> yes. it's like, it's like, like less than 20 bucks. And it's just it. so, it's not, it's like the most wholesome chaos. Yes. <laughs> it's like your goose running, like trying to steal gardening tools. And... Yeah, you're. Yeah, you're you're And honestly, <laughs> I was like so impressed with the payoff at the end too. I I did not predict that, could not have predicted that, and I just thought the ending was it was really perfect and made me so happy. Yeah, I really I really loved my time with that game. It was just like, oh, I get to chase children. Yes. yes. <laughs> like get I to get terrorize to kids. Steal things. Yes. I was like, yes. normally when I play video games, like I like open world games and things oh, like me too, that. Normally. Uh and yeah, when any of them are kind of like have a point system of how good you are and how bad you are. <laughs> like in Red Dead Redemption, when I play that game, yeah, like Carlos always teases me because like I am the most horrible person when i play those games like no moral compass whatsoever <laughs> i was like overrated my daily life yeah in my daily life yeah. i'm a relatively good person but you know video games beware npcs i've got it out for you <laughs> it's it's so funny that i do feel like the moral panic about video games leading to yeah violence. yeah that was kind overblown of, has kind every moral panic yeah. is overblown are you in the middle of a moral panic here are 10 signs like there's so like this so before we segue into the next thing yeah. I do wanna, I, which involves a moral panic um i'd like to implore you to subscribe to this podcast if you're enjoying it you can like you can comment you can subscribe on youtube you can subscribe on Spotify and mm -hmm. Apple Podcasts. You can also leave a review on Apple Podcasts. We love those. Yes, we love uh, those. I love a review. I I remember reading the reviews from the Pedal movie and playing a game like which is all the reviews were by angry men. All the negative <laughs> ones were by angry men who were like offended that women got a 10 minute segment in the middle of oh a very God. long documentary. There's more important things to be upset about. <laughs> I, I, dude, you saw, so the other day on, on YouTube, I get a comment from a very old video, uh, mm -hmm. where he, he said, so I should stop sticking my tongue out in videos. He's like, it's, he's called it trashy and low class. And, uh, I, <laughs> I, I said no. And then put out, put in a tongue out emoji and I said, <laughs> find something more important to worry about. Like. If that is like your level of like worry in the world, oh, no. <laughs> figure figure it out, man. There's yeah, so much more to worry about. Out. Like there what mess things are you in the yeah. world? Yeah, there are more worse things. things that can attract your attention that can actually make a difference in the world. Like I don't know, uh, poverty, <laughs> hungry <laughs> children, fighting oh. moral panic. So, um, yeah, we also, you can super chat us if you're watching in the premiere, if you're not watching the premiere, but wish you that you were, um, comment, uh, subscribe on YouTube and click the bell icon to get notifications, uh, whenever YouTube feels like you need to be notified, which will not be every time probably. And will not be timely. <laughs> let's be honest. Um, yeah. We also have merch. You can also have podcast.com yes. slash shop like this yes. shirt that yeah, I've there's... worn. I need to get yep. a new one. Yeah. That. 
that's wonderful. that's the tried and true uh was it the tank top right this is the tank top yeah i think i might move the logo a little bit higher but i don't think they like it when you do that um the other thing that i really like uh was the what it got the for fuzz sake is always my favorite like hat and like any of those stuff that I bought it, and then someone stole it named Carlos, and I never got that hat back. So everyone gives him compliments on the hat, and I always give him the side eye. I was like, that's my fucking hat. <laughs> you stole my hat. <laughs> nice. So yeah, you will probably get compliments if you buy that hat specifically that says, for fuzz sakes. <laughs> you will get compliments, I promise you. Yes. I sent... So Ben from Dwarfcraft Devices, he saw, I, I made this shirt with me making a kind of a dumb Oh, yes, I saw that. It's amazing. If, if, if you want to buy one, I'll like message me. I'll send you a one-time coupon code for it. But I, I, I listed them at $50 because I don't actually <laughs> want people to buy it. But I sent him one and uh, I, like, I, I dropped in a, 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 a beanie as well, for fuzz sake beanie. And he posted a picture with it and someone commented, like, where can I get that hat? And I yeah. had to turn on international shipping for this person. So we now have that. Don't yes. Sorry uh, for our audience abroad. Uh, I've got you now. I thought it was on the whole time. I just Aww. thought I just thought Europeans and Brits didn't They're like me. Aww. Yeah, I had to, for my merchandise for the Pedal Playhouse thing, someone specifically asked me, like, hey, you know, I'm in the UK, like, can can you ship this way? And I'm like, I didn't know that I had to set that up. Hold on, let me go look. And then, of course, once I did, I was like, oh, no, all fixed. You can do it now. Yeah, I, I thought it was kind of automatic, but yeah, apparently it wasn't. So similar, mm -hmm. same same instance. Yeah um buy it people will compliment you they really will sake. pretty much everywhere yes <laughs> for fuzz sake it's funny that was i, I love uh, that andrew was very funny when he did that he was but uh we were talking about moral panics and cursing <laughs> be considered a moral panic but it usually isn't um <laughs> did you watch the grammys last night i watched some of it yeah, I, I love, I unashamedly <laughs> love the Grammys. I love watching award shows. It keeps me, uh, I think, in touch with a lot of things that I'm not naturally exposed to. And I think that's really important for musician and music fans to, you know, pay attention to what's going on. Um, I never, I didn't grow up really loving pop music, but I, I quite like a lot of what's um, out today. So I watched it, but uh, wouldn't be the Grammys without some uh, fiery performances, including yep. one where Sam Smith and Kim Petras seem to be in hell and he has devil horns and he's singing a song called Unholy, which I, you know, I figured most people would get like the songs called Unholy. So the performance is going to be all like, yeah, <laughs> it's going to be in line with that. Of course. And of course, people are calling it like satanic and Ted Cruz called it evil. Uh, to which I respond, oh. I respond to that tweet uh, just simply with nerd. That's some mm -hmm. dork ass shit. Like <laughs> you can, you don't, have to, you don't have to like it, but evil is not like a, a performance at the Grammys of a pop song that people, for the record, I don't think has an enormous amount of staying power. I think it's a really no. catchy song, but I think it's, it's really catchy. repetitive. Yeah. I think it's repetitive. It I wouldn't call it. It has a hook. Boring. Yeah. 
but it's really repetitive and I just don't know if that's going to be like the staying power. I mean, they could just say that they don't like trans people and they don't like that there's a trans woman woman in it winning one one of the few trans women to ever win a Grammy up there with uh, Wendy Carlos and at least one other person who I'm going to remember as soon as I afterwards. Yeah, that's that's usually yes. how it happens. Me too. <laughs> so, um <laughs> but it's 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 interesting the Gram the Grammys, you know, they still got it. They still <laughs> is what I just kept thinking when I saw all of the evil discourse today. But that's definitely <laughs> like some moral panic shit. Oh like God. remember the Appar- satanic panic? Yes. Yes, I Yes. Yes, uh, apparently none of these people have ever gone to a ghost show or a ritual <laughs> per se, uh, because that is, well, that would really be something to be uh, panicking about. Panicking about, no, but the original satanic moral panic, uh, which is, I think, the, one of the more famous ones from the 80s, mm. is like Satanists are literally going to come and like eat your kids. They're going to hurt your children. <laughs> so many moral panics center around the safety of they children. They don't sugarcoat that. <laughs> No, I was I was trying to put that in a much nicer way. Basically, there was it started because there was this daycare and uh, it just I re- I highly recommend reading up on the Satanic Panic because it's really interesting because it just went away. People just stopped talking about it because they realized that Satanists aren't doing these things. No, they're not. I mean, Satanists they're they're like cleaning parks. <laughs> And and buying like like what volunteering to clean the side of the road and stuff like yeah they're they're not anything like how the Bible describes them it's well they also don't really worship Satan it's just no they don't <laughs> it's just kind of a name but uh so that was that was I think probably the most talked about performance from the Grammys oh, of course but there were a lot um in obviously the historic moment. Like Brandy Carlisle did a showstopper. Like, oh, that was amazing. Yeah. That That performance. Oh my God. Yeah. So, so good. And then Chris Stapleton performed with Stevie Wonder. That was pretty cool. I love that. I did too. But during during Chris's guitar solo, which was, I thought, really nice and tasteful, Mm. Stevie was doing like a competing thing. And I was like, they should have just picked one or the other. And and I hate to say it, I think they should have, they should have picked Chris's. No, they were jamming. It was fun. And yeah. you're not going to, you can't top Stevie Yeah, when Wonder, someone but... feels it, yeah, exactly. You're just going to mm-hmm. let them do it. I just didn't like the sound of the little sample pad that uh, Stevie was playing. was uh, kind of a big yeah. thing. But it was part of a tribute to uh, Motown, Barry Gordy, and, uh, oh, my Lord. Uh, Smokey Robinson. Oh, no. Smokey Robinson. Oh, my gosh. I'm like, what is wrong with me? <laughs> Smokey Robinson. <laughs> He still it was looks a tribute great. To them. He still looks the same, man. He's looked the same for twenty years. Stevie sounds great too. Stevie yeah. still hit a lot of those high notes. Like that's a man who took care of his voice. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, what else was cool? Steve Lacey performed "Bad Habit," which I think is a really good song. I think he's a really exciting performer, and I can't wait to see more, more of Steve Lacey. I'm trying to like think of like the guitar stuff. There wasn't a like a lack of guitar based music yeah i mean again i think again it was more the highlight of like hip-hop r&b at least for this one because of the celebration of 50 years yeah there's so i think there's something with nam involving this too but we're celebrating 50 years of hip-hop this year and that's really exciting 
Uh, it seems it seems like it shouldn't be that long ago. Like no. I have to put in twenty twenty two minus fifty, and then just think, okay, twenty twenty three. It's twenty twenty three. Yeah, it is. So. <laughs> We've only been a month into it. It's all right. We're still adjusting. <laughs> I do. That I mean, too. I I have to I say, I'm. Believe. Yeah, and I'm not hugely. Uh, I don't have a huge knowledge of the earliest years of hip hop, so that's kind of. I didn't know it was fifty. I thought we still had a couple years. Yeah, I didn't. The, the I didn't. Yeah, I didn't either. I mean, my kind of uh, knowledge of any hip hop kind of starts, I guess, with the late '80s and then through the '90s and like early aughts. You know, like that's kind of my span. But the what was before? Yeah, I'm not familiar with what was before any of that, like the '70s yeah. or. I guess it was the experimentation had started then, and then Cool mm-hmm. Herc in 1973, in August of uh, 1973, there was an event where people just are like, he created it that day. And I think that's really cool to be able to pen things like that. But I, I would think that most people think about hip hop starting with um, Rapper's Delight, but it it makes so much sense to me that hip hop would be significantly older than um (laughs) rapper's delight which came out in 1980 because it's not just going to like be invented and then become popular like that was just the first that was just the first hit yeah but the genre itself much older and that's i i I would like to read and learn more about that i'll i watched something i think i think it was like last month and i'll I'll find it again and I'll probably post it in our Discord, which is great if you join Discord. You get these after the episode sometimes, little uh, behind the conversations that we have here. Um, I watched on YouTube a hip hop through the on the East Coast through the history. So they went through all the different like groups and everything, how it kind of translated over the years. And I thought it was really interesting from what I heard as it gone through the 80s and 90s and, of course, to today. Um East Coast has a very distinct rapping style and it didn't change much even throughout through the decades. It was all very similar, but very distinct. And I, when I listened to hip hop or rap when I was growing up, apart from, you know, rock or whatever, um, I very much liked the West Coast, you know, side of things. And of course, I liked some of the East Coast of the notable, you know, rap artists that would. Um, But yeah, very distinct style for East Coast rappers. And I really did appreciate hearing that even though the torch kept being passed from the generations, there was some element of the way that their bars or the way that they actually carried the melody in their voice, it was still very similar or a callback to what was before. So I always thought that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it's it's obvious when you listen to it, I think as an adult, mm-hmm. I think those things are a little bit harder to pick up as as a kid, but they were just they were very different um i think that we we mostly know the difference colloquially like as i as at least as white people uh from the west coast versus east coast stuff in the 90s mm-hmm. that got really really nasty mm-hmm. um but not so much about the actual differences within the genre and i, I like a lot of genres do or at least used to have more regional differences yeah, like it's literally called Bakersfield Country, which was uh, a response to the overproduced Nashville sound. So that was a hub. Obviously, Seattle had a sound of rock that was so different 
that it was given a name that encompassed a, a lot of stuff without much connection except that they were from the same city kind yeah. of stuff like uh yeah it's always kind of interesting to to learn new things and that's one thing i really like about the grammys is i'm kind of kind of forced to learn new things new um things yeah force is a hard word to say no i mean yeah. just being exposed to new stuff you're like oh i've never heard this before i like Sometimes this exposures i want to hear more good. yeah exposure is not always bad it's a bad when it's a notification on your phone that says exposure alert <laughs> it's not so you can die of many kinds of exposure exposure is <laughs> bad when it's what you're getting paid in uh exposure is good when it's too interesting things that can widen your horizon um and that's that's something about the grammys like it opened with bad bunny and i don't listen to reggaeton reggaeton music reggaeton. very much yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah i'm not gonna say it in that accent because that feels it's all right it's, it's all right i'll, I'll do it for you <laughs> i'm in the region <laughs> you're in the region you you've heard the word it's a word i didn't hear said it's very prevalent very yeah exactly that was that was really cool to see see that whole performance um, because again just not something you might listen to and getting the 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 introduction that way it's going to probably be the most palatable thing way to get exposed to new kinds of music. Um, going back to the hip hop thing though, did you were you able to watch through to the enormous medley for the hip hop celebration? Man, uh, I still yeah, I still needed to get that. I saw highlights, but not like yeah. the actual. Yeah, I need when to. salt when salt and pepper came out. I I lost my shit. Like <laughs> I love, I'm sure I love salt and pepper <laughs> yes. so much. I do too. I I love doing shoop at karaoke. People are <laughs> yes. surprised that I do know all the words to that song. So that was that was really fun. That was a really fun nice. thing to see. I look forward to it. There's so much energy and positivity. And then Lizzo won Record of the Year. She's the first Black woman to win that award since Whitney Houston won it for I Will Always Love You. Over 20 years. It's probably Incredible. close to 20 years. Yeah. It's and about then her, damn time. About damn time. <laughs> uh, apparently it's a thick 30. But <laughs> it was Lizzo I love so much. And yeah. catch her performance if you can. It was kind of later in the night. Um, but it was... You can tell she's been working on her voice. She's never been a weak singer in my eyes, but mm. she has really hit a new level with that. And uh, for people who complain there's not guitar in pop music, many of Lizzo's songs have guitar, including some shreddy solos. You're just not listening to the right music <laughs> to have guitar in it. That's, that's why exposure is good. Exposure, exposure to more music. Good. You know, I'm going to do a separate video about this, but it's just like the way guitar is used in pop music has yeah. changed. Um, it is not distorted guitar, fuzzy guitar forward anymore for the most not part. Not as much, no. You'll see people doing it sometimes like Olivia Rodrigo, Gale, like there's heavy guitar in that stuff. But even Coldplay, a rock band with a full-time guitarist, like I listened to that song that did with BTS so many times because my niece was really into it for a while. Uh -huh. It's not a lot of guitar in it. It's plucky. It's textural. It's it's That's almost more, more of what I hear these days. Yeah, 
Yeah, the same with, uh, I feel like it's either now Rogers inspired, like a little plucky guitar, or acoustic guitar is still pretty mm. prominent in certain kinds of pop music. But it's just different. Instruments evolve. You don't yeah. hear as many saxophones in pop music now either. No, no, you don't. It's a damn shame. <laughs> So I thought I really liked Lizzo's speech. I was actually kind of tearing up for her a little bit. Yes, I did. She thanked, I did too. She thanked Prince. She dedicated it to Prince. She said that when Prince died, she wanted decided to commit her life to making positive music. And I love that, man. It's and it's so hard to be a positive person. People it just is. want to bring you down. The more you exude or, that positivity, the more exactly. people want to fucking destroy you. Yeah, exactly. They'll obviously think you're a doormat. They'll try to use you. And then, of course, like, that's unfortunate. I mean, the what I really loved about when she was saying her speech, besides obviously the mention of Prince, um, she also, in talking uh, about positivity in music, um, she said this was a time when positive music wasn't mainstream at one point. I felt really understood, but I stayed true to myself because I wanted to make the world a better place. So I had to be that change to make the world a better place. I'd like to believe not only can people do good, but we are good. We are inherently. So for me, and what I like to usually tell people is be the good you wish to see in the world. And it really is. You are what change there is. If there's a negative world out there, be the counter. I mean, it's harder yeah. to be a good person, to be honest. It's easy to be a bad person. It is so damn easy. Um, so it's, easy. It's, it's a lot easier to be mean. It is. It's so easy. It's it's lazy. <laughs> but yes, yeah. like it's it's hard to be a good person and to be positive no matter what life throws at you. I mean, that is mm -hmm. the courage, that is the perseverance of character in yeah. being kind. Yeah, I think that we don't uh, I love a sad song, you know, but yeah, I do too. <laughs> but uh, the, the positivity in her music is beyond even just like a feel good song. It's all very much love yourself music. And exactly. it pretty much always has been since Good as Hell mm -hmm. uh, in 2016 to like special. Like, I think Lizzo's message to people is just like, love yourself the way that I love you. And it's hard to love people. And I think like there are religions, obviously, where this is like the tenant that they preach is to love everybody. Mm -hmm. And I think that shows how hard it is because it's so easy to find examples of people who preach that philosophy being cruel. Yeah. And I, I, this ties back to the Sam Smith um, unholy performance mm -hmm. because what, what people don't realize, they're like, they say things like these artists take whatever chance they have to insult Christianity. And I'm like, look in a mirror, look back like 10 years in their lives growing up and being told that they were bad, that they were unnatural. They were going to hell just for being who they were. Why would they want to support this? Like, religion that has seemingly to to them and to a lot of people who've witnessed it um done everything in their power to make them just hate themselves um so i yeah. think that taking that back and that's just something that people do and it's something that everyone does they take back the things 
that had been used to hurt them. And it's such a, it's a, it's healing. There's something healing about it. And I think that people don't realize that that's what it is. They think it's just aggressive when it's truthfully defensive. Yeah. And that reminds me a little bit again in talking about love and hate. And of course, when you think about religion and things like that, um, if we want to still bring it into the lines of pop and music that at its time was kind of addressing that as a way is uh, Black Eyed Peas, where is the love? Like, you know, that is a throwback, but it's, yeah, yeah. like, where is it? I mean, and you practice what and, you preach. Like, where and is that it? song did not uh, prepare us for. <laughs> What Black Eyed Peas would become. Eventually, yes, become. Did you see that viral TikTok where uh, it was somebody like uh, like acting like the Black Eyed Keys key, listening back to the um, non-explicit recording of it, the safe recording? And they're like, this is better. Why didn't we do just this the first time in the comments? <laughs> the first, the top comment is, wait, this is the... This is the the uh, like radio edited, friendly version, edited, What's the edited version? version, and then the the then they immediately like two minutes later like what the fuck? Why would they do that? <laughs> if you've never heard the original uh, version of Let's Get Started, uh, don't. <laughs> Just continue avoiding it. Uh, you'll feel better. Oh God! Yes, yes. The things that we cringe on later. I think it was pretty cringy then. To be it honest, was because that was that was. Uh, spoiler it's the, it's the word that we don't use anymore it starts with an r yeah uh, a slur um and even then like i know that by like 2003 we were not saying that word anymore and it's like the easiest slur to take out of your like vocabulary because if you start that r just pivot to the word ridiculous <laughs> it's the easiest it's the easiest one. And honestly, if like 13 year olds can figure it out, grown ass adults should too. <laughs> you know, yeah. even even Lizzo, she had a word in one of her songs that's quite an yes, offensive I remember word that. in the UK. And everyone, I remember everyone was like giving her shit for not saying anything. And then like two days later, she turned around a complete, like a new version yeah, that didn't it. have the word in it. And like, well, we can see why she was not responding because she was too busy fixing the fucking problem <laughs> yeah i have encountered musicians that um have not done a good job of that um and i've watched the situation unfold as the fan base pretty much turned into um ravenous <laughs> uh trolls as in i'm guessing you don't want to I'm guessing you don't want to say oh. Amanda Palmer's name for some reason. Yeah, no, I was, getting, I was getting to that. But yeah, I watched that whole thing unfold. And I was like, you just changed the word. Just redo it. Or just like say that you're never going to say that or change it. And there was just like a way in which she handled things that were so like immature for someone their age that was just like, I still appreciate your music and obviously what I've learned from some of the things that you've said as far as perspectives, musicianships, and how to treat people and connect with people and everything, but I can't support your behavior. So yeah, I kind of, at that point, distanced myself. It was just like, I appreciate some of your work, but I can't keep continuing supporting you if this is kind of the response yeah. you have to moments that are teachable moments if you don't have the grace to go in stride much like Lizzo did and make that change mm -hmm. 
rather than imploding. That's because it's hard. It's easier to be defensive, and it we is. all experience that, my, myself included. I've had and moments. I'm not. Yeah, see, I'm not a saint. It's, <laughs> it's easier to yeah. do the cruel thing than mm-hmm. to reach across to someone who's hurt you and or you think has hurt you and like fix it. Like for example, yeah. I mean, like, if really if hard. you're if you're friends, I mean, you talk it out. You know what I mean? And try to resolve things. Um, And you just, yeah, just, I just don't think a lot of times uh, people make mature choices and it's unfortunate. Um, Uh, Yeah. yeah, We need to do better. The thing is like, I just don't think it's that hard to apologize for hurting someone, but apparently it's really, really hard. Um, And sometimes people aren't even given the opportunity to do so. And that's worse. But speaking of people like, like that, I do want to talk about Kim Kim Petras. Please, uh, just, yeah. You know, I'm I'm really proud of her for breaking this barrier. Kim, stop defending Doctor Luke for fuck's sake. Oof. She called <laughs> Doctor Luke's team made Doja Cat delete tweets where she was talking about how he was overworking her. And then we all, I think most of us know about the free Kesha thing. Um, yes. Won't get into that because I don't no. want to do the whole content no, warning no, no. thing. No, 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 <laughs> Kim called them liars and has been defending Dr. Luke. And it's one thing to yike. acknowledge that. She is awarded we... one yike. <laughs> yes. That's a, it's a big yike, but it's, <laughs> it's, a, big... it's a singular yike. Um, it's one thing to, you know, acknowledge that different people have different experiences with each other. Like, I wish that we could all have consistent experiences with people, but the truth of the matter is like, I'm sure for me, there are people who have great experiences, interactions with me, and there are people who don't, and they don't like me for it. And that's, you know, that's just how it is. It doesn't make someone necessarily a bad person no because for for having that disbalance we can't we can try to be good and kind to everybody but there's going to be like things are going to fall through the cracks like lizzo acts like look at the lizzo postmate story it's not great it's just not (laughs) (laughs) um but like there's the balance and but then say that someone's experiences multiple people's experiences they've had with someone are that they're liars for it Mm, yeah it's unacceptable yeah yeah i think really unacceptable but she's she did a few what else did she say i don't care do you think that comes from a place of that's who you're working with that's who an employer is there for to get more work you have to defend them yeah i'm sure but you don't have to defend them that much you don't have to like no (laughs) accuse people of being liars you just have to of course going back to that moral compass thing yeah (laughs) and if that's the case that stinks but i also no, you just mm. just say just just she didn't just call them liars yeah i think <laughs> that's up. that's probably the really big issue of calling someone liars uh especially when there's probably enough evidence that yeah. probably proves the contrary um everyone's mm. entitled to their own opinions and i think sometimes in some cases when you don't know all obviously the details it's better to say nothing at all <laughs> Yeah, it's hard. It's hard not to. It's hard to keep your mouth shut. We have a podcast. Difficult things. Let's talk about the rock categories at the Grammys. Oh, oh yes, yes, we can talk about that because I was not happy with at least the metal category at all. People, 
Yo, people talk about like the Grammys being, they complain about like the Grammys being old and not new and that they, they say there's not great rock anymore or whatever. Well, maybe it's because, well, Brandy Carlisle won for best rock performance. I think that was a good choice. Justified. Um, that was, I think, kind of a hard one. I think Turnstile would have been my second choice. And I'm sure there are people who wouldn't think that Brandy's rock, but they can, you know, what they can do. Well, Best I mean, metal performance. Ghost was nominated. Megadeth. Muse. Turnstile. Yep. And Ozzy Osbourne. So there are tempor- essentially three truly cont- mostly contemporary bands. Muse is a legacy band for sure. And Ghost has been around for a long time. Uh, like, n- n- I wouldn't, I'm not sure any of these are super duper baby bands. And Ozzy Osbourne is a legend, but uh, did he mm. just win because he did something with Tommy Iommi? I mean, I listened to the Patient, uh, was it Patient 9 when it came out, the music video, because he isn't really in them as much anymore. Mm-hmm. I did listen to that. That was a relatively good song. Um, I didn't hear the degradation rules, but of the ones that are there, I mean, I, I'm biased because you know obviously i love ghosts and that call me little sunshine is just such a fucking awesome riff in it mm-hmm. it was just like oh i mean i didn't expect yeah. them to win but it's still i mean it's uh just, it's I, just I, ozzy I, it is just like uh there's there's other let someone else <laughs> like, i think this is what turns people off on award shows in general is that i mean i respect like ozzy get don't get me wrong and, yeah well no but do you think people get snuffed and snuffed and snuffed and then they get an award personally that's not maybe their best work because like they're like ah oh, it's yeah we need to do this it's like but when are they gonna do that for beyonce i don't know yeah i don't i don't know i mean as far yeah. as yeah, as far as this goes, though, it was like the one thing it was just like, but out of out of yeah. all of them, even if I want to say that Ghost really isn't metal, to be honest, um, some of the other ones that are there, I mean, probably could be a better example of the category. I mean, yeah. again, Ozzy is no longer, I think, touring anymore. He has obviously been having ailments um, yeah. with obviously comes with um, age. And again, I'm not being ageist, um, but again like no, this isn't about ages I don't, this is about like how awards I just think yeah I I definitely think that thing. probably wasn't uh the one for that category yeah um no I don't think so he also won for best rock album that's let me dude. see yeah and he there's won? patient number 9 yeah metal I mean per- again metal performance yeah patient number rock nine. album yeah uh, and yeah. that was with um the black keys Elvis Costello I don't think that should have won. I love Elvis no. Costello. Idols. And Lucifer on I, the I, Sofa from Spoon. Spoon. I listened to that album. That was a great yeah. album. Yeah. So Machine Gun Kelly shouldn't have been nominated, but <sighs> at least it didn't win. And then alternative, Chase, the band Chase Lounge, they're really exciting. They won. They beat Arctic Monkeys, Big Thief, Florence and the Machine, and the Yeah, Yeah, Yeah's featuring Perfume Genius. And yeah, that that alternative performance again, King from Florence and the Machine was one of my favorite songs on that album. And so was uh, was that I think it is I'm free. That one was really great. But it was good to see that Wet Leg, you know, came a winner, at least on the music performance. Yeah, because they're a young band. Like They're truly young sound. Like when we look at a lot of these bands, like yeah, 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 it's been around since the mid aughts. So it's Florence (laughs) and the Machine. Big Thief is relatively new. 
yeah, Big Thief is relatively new compared to the Arctic Monkeys and the rest. They're all pretty modern bands. Uh, but mm-hmm. Wet Leg is literally the youngest of these bands, which is exciting. Yeah. And they also won for Best Alternative Album. They yep. beat Arcade Fire, Big Thief, Bjork, and the Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. It's, again, the youngest band nominated by a lot. Um, so I, at least we're seeing some of that because the truth is if we want to continue to see young rock bands – we need to reward them, yes. not just for existing, but to acknowledge that what they're creating is actually maybe better than the like later career stuff that some of these other bands. No, and that's not I... to say bands can't have excellent late career music. I think that happens a lot. I think Wise Up Ghost by Elvis, Co- like Elvis Costello's album with the Roots, is phenomenal. I think it's one of the most exciting things in his whole catalog. I would have liked to have seen him win for that, but not for a boy named If. I mean, I, I like to hear people that are younger making music, even if half of it sounds like the older music, because, again, it take, gives it a fresh perspective. It yeah. gives it kind of a new spin. And, you know, you'll have older generations listening to these younger generations making this music and falling in love with some of the music that is now because mm-hmm. it is a blend of both. Yeah, and all music is derivative to some yeah. mm-hmm. extent, and that's fine <laughs> yeah this uh, you is know, fine <laughs> everything has influences um what i don't like is when music is so derivative but that it's or predictable ob- I guess, yeah it yeah. almost it almost gets the feel of like it almost feels more like karaoke oh i guess you yeah like, yeah <laughs> that that's when i get kind of like I, I i i hope this is still like fine to say but i felt that way about saint paul and the broken bones i just didn't like it and, you know, it wasn't even that it was derivative. I just didn't like that he was always singing at that uh, screamy kind oh, of saying. Okay. Like, from like, Ugh. I just, if I found it um, orally exhausting. Orally A-U-R. <laughs> exhausting. Yeah, for, for me, it's, it's interesting that you say uh, texturally the way he's saying was what bothered you. For me, and it comes to, like, metal music... Uh, or screamo or anything like I love the way metal guitars sound and all the harmonies and everything and the way they're mixed and just the tones they get but like the screaming and the like non-understanding like textural guttural like yeah I mean I would love to hear that guitars kind of taken back in the way that like James Dio would pretty much sing about fighting dragons and you know going (laughs) hunting for witches and stuff like that like that's kind of what I like and I understand that's not everyone but for me it was just like oh if I if I could just as far as and again it's a textual thing people have explained that to me so I understand like everything Mm -hmm. is valid it's just for me it's it it sounds like when you take like a pit bull under your arm and then make it go (laughs) (laughs) and i know there are bands that actually have a dog (laughs) as their singer oh my god yeah so it's yeah so it's 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 pretty funny but yeah i mean again all music is valid i just like certain aspects of like metal i've listened to some ambient metal was it is it um Oh, why can't I'll think about them afterwards? But there is some ambient metal music that I really do like too. Is it Opeth? I know they can sound kind of like ambient at times or acoustic, uh, acoustic kind of dark. But yeah, there's elements. I know, I know. There's elements of that genre that I do like, and then there Mm -hmm. are the majority of this 
whole area of music, which I'm kind of excluded from because I can't get past that textural or screaming or that kind of like growl that I can't understand the words because I want for when I listen to music I like to understand what people are saying I want to hear the message but hey maybe that message isn't for me and that's Mm -hmm. fine yeah it's always fine but it's It's fine fine. when things aren't aren't for you yeah Uh, I just scroll it's not for me scroll I don't need to write a comment something (laughs) white people could say to themselves a little bit more before criticizing things it's okay for something not to be your your jam it's fine it's it's, as I said if it makes someone else happy and it hurts no one are there victims no does it make nope. you happy? Yeah? It's not a guilty pleasure then. The only pleasures you should feel guilty about are ones that harm other people. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't not don't need to get too political on this, but for just for example, I love Kesha. I think Kesha's awesome. Does it hurt anybody for me to like Kesha? No. So it's not a guilty pleasure. Mm-hmm. I hate it. Every once in a while, people will be like doing an icebreaker. It's like, what's your guilty pleasure? I'm like, I don't have any. I don't, I've got no guilt. Somehow I sleep really well at night despite the anxiety. (laughs) Hard to explain, but my conscience is very clear in terms of most things and especially the arts I like, and I think I think we got to call it. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, we're going to get on tangents. <laughs> we tricked you all into listening to commentary about the Grammy Awards. Yep. <laughs> You're welcome. They're on Paramount. Wait, are they on Paramount? Paramount, Paramount Plus. Plus. Yes. Honestly, watch them and just fast forward through the bits you don't like. It's kind of nice yeah no commercials it was great well again at first when you told me it was kind of like oh i don't i know i have it mostly internet i don't have cables she was like oh paramount plus i'm like oh wait i have that i can watch it (laughs) and otherwise it's on cbs so uh if you have an antenna which my antenna doesn't always work very well so i was really glad it was on paramount plus this year yes uh yeah well everybody out there love you check out the subscription button Maybe press it until it says subscribed and then stop pressing it it. (laughs) until it says subscribed and then stop pressing it. Uh, Well, yeah, you know, everybody, uh, thanks for watching slash listening. Thanks for understanding. Until next time. My name is Emily. I'm Joan of Heart. Goodbye. Good seeing you.